Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Hey yo, job makers, all y'alls, making jobs and going to jobs and jobs in general. Um, so my guest host today, because my co-host can't, um, get out of his new and comfortable bed, probably, um, Tyler's not here. So, um, you listeners can make fun of him, uh, whenever you hear this, uh, I would very much appreciate if you send him text messages and Facebook messages and the likes and make fun of him for not being able to wake up at a reasonable hour it's uh now 6 30 in the morning and i've heard nothing from him so far so my guest co-host today is a guy i've known for 26 years yeah that sounds about right this is my brother brandon hernandez <laughs> yeah to drive six hours just to cover for tyler yeah that's crazy you know tyler so so tyler can't even make it here when he lives you know seven minutes away and you drove like over six hours to be here yeah it didn't have anything to do with father's day no yesterday nothing to do with that no and you still got here on time exactly actually you were here before me (laughs) um i don't want to be late to the party yeah well i had I, i had a slow morning getting out of the house and stuff it's it's monday um we record this on Monday, by the way. Dang it. I just, like, revealed behind the curtains. Yeah, you broke the barrier. I broke down the barrier. Um, we don't always record on Monday. Sometimes I record on Thursday morning and release the same day. I just like to record on Monday to uh, have time to get everything put together and whatnot before releasing. Especially and so. since you started a new venture. Yeah. YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, which we've talked about on the on the podcast, but you know, shameless plug, uh, go to Fish Every Day on YouTube. Um, I'll actually put a description, uh, a link in the description. I'll put a description in the link. <laughs> I'll put a link in the description so you can go check it out. My misadventures, going around and looking at like uh, checking out all the local fishing areas and whatnot, <clears throat> fishing with the kids and stuff. Um, it gets um we we get to do some pretty cool pretty cool uh have some pretty cool adventures there's even a video out of me falling on my butt in the mud because <laughs> i was trying to get to a spot that i thought was way easier to get to it's it's interesting so um it seems like it seems like and we talk we keep talking about this but it just keeps going on and I'm 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 done. Like I'm just done with this one crisis after the other nonsense that we seem to be in. It's every 4 years, but this year this time it's amplified, but it's definitely every 4 years they try hard. This this is the craziest, I think. <clears throat> it's getting frustrating because this yeah, cuz you can't even work your job. You can't even no. start a job. But there is some jobs that you can do and it might be beneficial to look into something that would be considered yeah. quote unquote essential. You know what I saw the other day uh, on YouTube? You know how you get ads occasionally through your videos and whatnot. Um, I saw an ad from GoDaddy, the uh, 
domain website peoples. Um, actually, I use them. Uh, they're not a sponsor or anything, but I do use them for my websites. I use them for my website as well. So they they uh, put an ad out because uh, I'm sure they're hurting because people are um, not starting as many like jobs and stuff uh, or start creating uh, businesses and websites and whatnot. So yeah, or people are missing payments. And or, stuff. Yeah, or people are like stopping. You know, they they can't afford to pay their you know website management or whatever uh, the the fee is to to keep your your website up. So they they put an ad out, and it's like other people started businesses in hard times too, and and they like. And they're like, you know, they're going through like showing like the Harley Davidson motorcycle company and stuff like that. And it's like, you can do it. Even though times are tough, you can still start a business. And I'm like, but easy for you to say. Like, how ridiculous would that be of me to come up here and say to my listeners, like, you've been thinking about starting a business. Now is the time. Don't the hesitate. Econo- <laughs> the economy is terrible and no one's buying anything half the time anyways. And people don't have money. So you know what you should do? You should start a business. Take all of the savings that you have saved up and sink it into a business. It is completely risk free. No, that would be ridiculous. And that's what GoDaddy seems to be you know, putting their message out. They just don't want to go bankrupt because they're not meeting their I get it. They're just monthly. trying to hustle. And I'm not saying don't start a business. There are opportunities in this chaos for sure. Um, I saw a lot of people who were, uh, they were making face masks um, yeah. because there's a shortage of masks. So people were going out there making these cloth face masks with like different designs and, and I stuff. Think interest rates are really, really good for business loans and stuff right now. Too. <laughs> well, that's the thing is you're not going to be able to get a business loan. Mm. What do you think? Like the SBA is hardly giving out business loans to establish businesses, much less a new business that's starting out. So there's going to have to be a self-funded startup, like like most businesses are, because contrary to popular belief, like people think there's like such a thing as a business startup loan out there, where you just go get a loan with with no proof of you know business income or anything like that, and you can just go borrow you know a hundred thousand dollars and start a business. You can't do that. Once upon a time, <clears throat> I was um, looking for a business startup loan. I had a remodeling company, and I was actually flipping mobile homes, but I had discovered an opportunity um, to buy a mobile home park, and I was going to go big or go home. I was like, I'm tired of flipping homes. I'm going to flip a park, mm-hmm. is what I thought I was going to do. So I go into a bank. I put on my tie like some sort of freaking dope and me and my business partner go in we have our business plan we've got it all like set up and laminated and whatnot and we laminated. you know yeah i'm not kidding and you know, i got my briefcase like it looked adorable i'm sure and <laughs> i'm sure the loan manager was like look at these cute little kids so we we show up and we go we do our whole spiel we've got our business plan we've got We've got everything put together. We've got all the numbers, the projections, the worst case scenarios, the best case scenarios, all, all this stuff, right? And she said, and she tells us, she's like, this, it sounds great, but, you know, the bank is not going to give you money without showing that your business has proof of income. And I'm like, well, but this is a startup. Like, we need money to start this venture. So they don't have venture capital loans? What's a venture capital loan? Like? <sighs> 
realistically, here's here's how it works. If you want to borrow money, if you want to go like that route, like it, that's what it seems like. Hollywood would have you believe that if you're starting a business, you, you get your tie on, you grab your briefcase with all your <laughs> yeah, laminated like projections and your pie charts and your bar graphs, and and you have a little pointer and you point at things on the easel and say, "This is this is what our quarterly projections are," and and you do that, and they're like, "Yes, sounds great. We will give you money." That's not the case. And it, the reason that is is because it's basically, you know, most business loans are unsecured. Because even if they do secure it with collateral, the collateral they're securing it with is your business. But if your business has no value because you're just starting out, the bank takes a ton of risk if they're like, yeah, we'll give you money. No, they typically don't. So crowdsource, is that an option? Crowdfunding's great. Um, I like crowdfunding. I like the fact that it exists. I've never used it personally, but I've seen it work great for a lot of business startups. Crowdfunding a, a business startup's great. The old school way of doing it is what you got to do is you got to network, you got to find a rich guy who's willing to invest some money <laughs> realistically. The and old be school like, way. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and that's what, after the bank said, no, I went and started meeting with a bunch of rich people that that had money to uh, to invest and it, it ended up never working out because you know a lot a lot of people were like yeah it sounds great but no i don't want people don't want to invest in a trailer park I yeah <laughs> it's I not know. on the top list of no i know <laughs> i know sure. looking back now i'm like man you sure were cute you had a <laughs> you had a you had your tie on you had a briefcase full of you know hopes lam- and dreams yeah <laughs> laminated yeah. hopes and dreams. laminated hopes and dreams and boy, were you like, I was just super optimistic. I'm like, any moment now, someone's going to give me $1.3 million so I can do this mobile home park. <laughs> what a silly thought. Anyhow, you know, so typically that's the case. So businesses, yeah. So if you're starting a business and right now at this moment, it's going to be tough for sure. And the SBA, when they were giving loans to businesses, even established businesses, it was always tough to do. And right now, the only loans the SBA is even talking about at all is economic injury disaster loan. They still haven't even processed all of the applications, I'm sure. So if if they're focusing 100% efforts on that, which requires that you have already had to have been in business since before the pandemic to even acquire that loan. So here's a tip. This is what I'm saying. If you want to start a business and you're looking for some sort of funding, you need to have a solid plan. And then realistically, you need to find someone who's willing to back you, whether it be crowdfunding, or if you're looking for like a single source investor, one way to go about it possibly is go talk to some small business owners that have survived this pandemic. Because a lot, some of those small business owners may or may not have got an economic injury disaster loan and they may or may not have some spare cash to potentially invest in your business but you've got to find those owners you have to you realistic realistically you have to have some form of a relationship with those business owners and it has to be you know the perfect storm of them also having actually received the eidl and then not have to sink it all into their business to stay afloat which could be the case because you know they may have survived weathered the storm because by the time that anyone got any funding it was long after (laughs) long after anyone needed it 
So they may have, so I know a business or two that has, that, that has been in that scenario. They really, really needed the money at the time, but because the SBA was, you know, taking forever to get them anything. And by the way, that advance that they were supposed to get, that, that funding came in the same time that they got the rest of the loan that took, you know, two months to process. So that advance was not an advance. It was a, you know, advance implies that it happens in, in advance. advance. Exactly. <laughs> that advance was not an advance. It was a same time funding is what it was. It was a, uh, it was a congruent funding, um, a parallel funding. I don't know. But anyhow, I know a couple businesses like that, that they desperately needed the money at the time, but the SBA was dragging their feet and taking forever to get anything done. And so like the, you know, good, solid, you know, American dream, small business owners, they were, they buckled down, grabbed their bootstraps, pulled themselves up and made it through this on their own without the help. And then after they've, after they had made it through and didn't really need the funding anymore, um, they got funded. And so then, you know, they, they, they managed to weather the storm without the help of the government. And now they have, and so what they're going to do, because they're smart business owners, they're going to use that money um, to, you know, grow their business and, you know, improve their business one way or another, which may be in the form of expansion, maybe in the form of getting into other business ventures, maybe in the form of investing in something to, to start a new business. So... Goodness. <clears throat> so what that may mean is that these uh, um, these business owners may have something. So so if anyone's listening and they're thinking, I'm you know I I've got an idea. It's going to work great in this particular you know scenario. We've got um, we we could you know I've got this great idea, of this great product and or service, and but you're looking at it and thinking, well, there's absolutely no way I'm going to get any sort of funding. Maybe talk to some of the small business owners that weathered the storm and now find themselves in a position where they do they do have a little bit of extra cash that that they may be willing to invest if you have a solid business plan. Another thing, too, is even if it turns out to not be a great meeting, like in the end, you don't walk away with any sort of investment funding you could learn a whole lot of things about your business plan because you have you're now talking to an experienced business owner who knows a thing or two about running a business and they may poke holes in your plan and say well what if this happens what if that happens you learn something and it also <clears throat> might not be something they're willing to invest in but they might know somebody they might know who somebody. likes that idea and wants to get in it yeah worst worst case they they say no yeah. that's it Network, and, networking is great for yeah. a lot of things you got to know people and and that's and and people people act like oh everyone the people who really get ahead in life are the connected people and they think that you like these connections just fall out of the sky and you're like inherited or something. No, you no. gotta go make it happen. You gotta go make connections. Yeah, I never you gotta go shake hands. Or, yeah, or sh- elbow bump. I guess rub elbows. Rub elbows. That sounds gross. It's you're not <clears throat> supposed to shake hands <laughs> per COVID nineteen. Yeah. So the so you know it's possible. To to so here's here's a quick tip on networking is I like to I like to meet business owners I like to talk to business owners anytime I do business with another small business I also get to know that business owner a little bit and it helps to be mildly connected especially in like the area that you do business in 
So like I don't I don't delete phone numbers from my contact list ever, because you never know. In the you know you keep that in your back pocket. You may think, well, when am I ever going to need like a, a wedding planning? So I'm already married. So what do I need a wedding planner or something like that? And then you think, and then you encounter a scenario where like, hey, I have someone that I can call, and I call them. You can call them up or whatever. Like I I just it's useful to have some type of you know contact list of you know people that you've networked with and whether that be going to like a network meeting where other business owners are and meet up with them they exist all across the country in almost every city there's some type of referral network club where business owners will meet weekly and they exchange referrals and they talk and that you know you get to know other business owners and you can become relatively connected i used to be a part of one of those groups and would meet every week and go to these referral networking clubs and I don't anymore but I still have all those contacts like I still keep in contact with a lot of those business owners because I just know like I'm right now looking at buying a house and the real estate agent I'm using um, it's actually she's her face is on those pins here at my office Um, the real estate agent I'm I'm using I knew her I met her in the referral networking clubs same with the person that uses this office as well he's yeah i got this sweet office because um i knew somebody that i met you know networking and he's he owns he's a he's a insurance agent but he owns this building and it's a great office space good location and really good price only reason i got because he didn't advertise this office as being available i just said hey mike let me know when something comes up and he he did so, and the only reason I was able to do that is because I knew him personally. So, I'm running out of breath because I'm, like, <clears throat> carrying this conversation. Yeah, you're talking a lot more. Well, I said Ooh. in the beginning before we Goodness. started, what do I know about making jobs? So, I'm trying my best <sighs> to do input. But I catch up. I catch only, my breath. I've only employed so many people. Uh, of course, Tyler's probably on the same boat as me. He's done several jobs now. but Yeah, so the... So, you know, my point is, is like a lot of the, a lot of the things that, you know, like my insurance, uh, my insurance agent just so happens to be the owner of this building where I got this, where I got this sweet office. Um, And, you know, if I hadn't known him, like. If I do add input, it's just, it just uh, causes you to have to do more talking. I know. To explain the input that I put in. Yeah. So what if, you know, so, you know, this, what other office would I be allowed to like just um, set up? Uh, set up like bullet making shop and you know, like I'm making, I've got I've got a couple bullet presses in here and like I regularly will <clears throat> um, like walk into the office building with an AR-15 slung over my shoulder <laughs> and and I don't if I were at any other office complex like it would be like a lockdown situation <laughs> yeah they would uh, be calling yeah, the police <laughs> the, the police would be coming and would they though? I don't know I don't know. Not, I'll tell you where they wouldn't, uh, in the autonomous zone in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> they won't be calling the police there. Um, but, you know, I, in fact, I'm actually one of the, I actually probably am the only tenant that is legally allowed to bring firearms into the office because everyone else's lease agreement says uh, that you're not allowed to have firearms on the property. <laughs> And so was that in your lease agreement? And it, you were like, ah, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah, I told Mike about it, and he he took it out for me. He, he actually didn't know it was in there. He just had a, uh, his lawyer draw up a generic lease agreement, right? 
And that was just one of the clauses in there. And so I, I, I guess either people don't care or they didn't read through their lease, but they probably just don't care. And I read through it and I'm like, um, even though I know Mike and I knew that he wasn't going to send me a contract that would screw me over, this is why you always read your contracts. And I read through it and I'm like, uh, no, that, that ain't going to work for me. And I told, and I said, hey, you know, I know you don't care because he, he knows that I always have a gun on me. And he, in fact, I've been in his office a million times with a gun openly carried and he's never said, hey, you got to take that out of here. <clears throat> he doesn't care. And I know that it wouldn't be a problem. What I was concerned with is like, what if something happens and I do have to defend myself in the office building and then some lawyer somewhere goes through the lease and says, well, he wasn't even supposed to have a gun in the first place. <laughs> so Mike was like, yeah, no problem. He took it out. And so... So contractually speaking, all the other tenants here are not allowed to bring firearms onto the premises because that's what the contract used to read until I brought it up. So there's a lot a list of businesses speaking of carry. There's a list of businesses that now don't want you to open carry. Though they don't say anything about concealed carry it, it, permits. It, but here, here's the deal. I'm like, why why are you putting this information out that you don't want people to carry? That just there's so seems like you're asking for a bad There is there's a few issue. scenarios where I understand and it kind of makes sense to where they don't want you to open carry in and then other times it's like why 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 are you saying no open carry, but you'll allow concealed carry? So like a bank, for instance. Yeah, banks makes it. But Starbucks, CVS, um, there was a list of them. There's like 10. Yeah. Costco, they don't want you to have a gun in Costco. Walmart Walmart doesn't want you to open carry either. That's their official uh, policy. Some of them say they don't want firearms on their presence. Others just say they don't want you to open yeah, carry. Yeah, Walmart's, Walmart's official policy is that they they're, 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 they did it in the, the weaseliest way ever because they wanted to please both sides and they they did not make a hard policy that says you cannot open carry they this is their policy it says we ask that our guests please do not open carry their firearms on the walmart premises like they just they they're like well maybe we won't tell them maybe if we ask them then they'll be okay with it funny enough though i think that it's, it had been policy of walmart for so long to allow open carry that none of the nobody none of the associates at Walmart even <clears throat> even notice or care because well, and it says except for law enforcement how are they going to know if the law enforcement comes in and is off duty yeah. clothes so obviously he's going to still carry well law enforcement if they're carrying they typically will display their badge if they're open carrying mm-hmm. like 90% of even the time even if they're off duty <clears throat> yeah clothes. yeah like 90% of the time if they're open carrying they're going to display their badge right next to their holster they're going to have a clip to their belt right next to their holster but uh tyler open carries almost exclusively just because and the reason he does it it's not because he's like making a point or taking a stand and you know doing some he it's just he it's no it's more comfortable for him the type of holster like the a lot of for some people um concealed carry holsters which typically are in the waistband holsters it's just uncomfortable for them and Tyler's one of those people. And since he switched to carrying outside the waistband, he said that, you know, it's done wonders for his back. Like, it doesn't bother him nearly as much. And so he's walked into Walmart, he's told me, um, a dozen times. Because we were talking about it one time, and I said, we are talking about how Walmart's policy, and has been since the El Paso shooting, that, they're, that they don't want anyone open carrying. And Tyler's like, what? 
I open carry in there all the time <laughs> and he's never been asked to leave. And that's the thing is typically speaking, if you're like, you're dressed nice, you don't look like a homeless person. You don't walk in. brandishing <clears throat> the gun. Yeah. And you don't like run in like Yosemite Sam <laughs> in the old days, not, not new Yosemite Sam, but old Yosemite Sam and start like firing the pistols at the ground. Like <laughs> ah, rooting, tooting this, shooting this gun in the West and whatever. You're typically okay. So you walk in and you, and you, and you're not like, being weird then people don't tend to uh, people don't tend to care a lot you know it's unbelievably bizarre is a lot of people don't notice for a while that you have a gun on your hip like people are so stuck in their own little world and their situational awareness is like near zero to the point where i have talked like i've like had conversations with people out in public and then they suddenly go oh is that a real gun? <laughs> no, it's a, I hold my toy gun. <laughs> that's right always here. that's <laughs> always the question is is that a real gun? <laughs> and that's I'm awesome. like, I, I I don't think anybody has <clears throat> ever said has any uh, like whenever they notice the gun or if they mention anything about the gun, it is always the first thing they say is that a real gun? See, if I'm ever in a in in a mindset <clears throat> like that, then I'm like I need to be home because I'm not safe. If I if I don't enter the room. And count the amount of people there or how many people yeah. are in front of the door or who's carrying. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, huh, I'm not paying enough yeah. attention. I need to get home. Yeah, this it's, is not uh, safe. Yeah, you're too tired to be out in public. Yeah. No, I've... Uh, so, so Walmart's, you know, policy may be that, but they don't enforce it. And uh, at least here. And so I don't recommend to, like, my listeners to, like, go grab an AR-15, <laughs> strap it to their back and walk into a Walmart and be like, Matt said it was okay. <laughs> No, I'm saying Walmart's policy is no, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, but I will say open carrying a pistol, no one's hardly going to even notice. And the ones that do, like I said, you know, you don't want to like have it tucked in your waistband, even if it is in a holster that just doesn't, you know, and then you have like the, the, the grip uncovered that doesn't look like, like a professional way of carrying a no, firearm. Yeah. That looks like someone. So if you have it, to do yeah. Harm. So if you have it in a holster, and you're, you know, you're wearing, you know, you're not wearing, you know, you know, homeless person attire. You don't look like you just, you know, crawled out from underneath the bus bench. Then you're probably going to be fine. <clears throat> um, and worst case that they can do is they can ask you to leave. And yeah. then you leave. And that's that. If, if you don't leave, you'll get charged with trespassing. So um, I would recommend just to leave. Um, and shop somewhere else. Yeah, and that's what I do. Um, like I don't go to McDonald's anymore. Not not that I really ever went there that frequently, but you know, it, it's not like I really am hurting their bottom dollar because Matt no longer goes to McDonald's twice a year. Um, like on occasion, whenever I'd be like really hungry and it's like I'm out and about, and I'm like I gotta grab something to eat. I'd you know typically a lot of times I would like stop by McDonald's. Well, McDonald's no longer, they don't just have a no open carry sign. They have a no weapon sign on their lobbies. Really? Yes. Well, Chick-fil-A used to be okay with it after the CEO transfer. I don't know how their stance is on it now. So I don't, I just don't, I don't, uh, I don't shop or do business with places that, in fact, we used to, uh, Tyler and myself and a couple of friends, we would meet for coffee every more, every week. And we would meet at a diner, and then they put a sign up that said no guns, um, mm-hmm. no weapons. And so uh, we don't go there anymore. Um, and you know, Tyler, I don't think he cared as much. And like, But I was like, I'm not 
I'm not, I'm not going to, it's a small, it's a small business, you know, it's owned by like, you know, like you see the owners in the back, he's cooking in the kitchen. Um, but I don't go there anymore. And I'm like, I'd like to support a local business, but if you put these, if you put these like asinine, like signs up that say you can't, you can't carry a firearm in here. But you know, the, the crazy thing is, and this is what made me so angry is that, they give free meals to cops, and that's not why it made me angry. (laughs) (laughs) I realized as I framed it that way, (laughs) like, he hates cops. No. They give free meals to cops, so cops would be, there would be a cop or two in there every single morning. But they had zero problem with them carrying a gun. And now here's the deal. Um, I grant it, you know, they've got a uniform and they've got training and stuff. The only thing I don't have that, that they have is I don't have a uniform is all. And a badge. I have training in more cases, more ca- more often than not, I have more training um, yeah. in the use of a firearm. Yeah, yeah so, that's a problem. That you need to have more training. <clears throat> Some people argue that the cops should spend a fifth of their time uh, training because they spend, like, I can't remember, the numbers was low, like four hours a month or something in training. Yeah, but what they're saying is they... And I'm sure some of them train on their own time. What people are saying is they're like, well, they need more training, and then they're like, but they also need less funding. Yeah, no, I'm for more funding. <laughs> they they need more funding for training. That's what I say. Practices. The answer is they they need more funding so they can get they can have more training. And also, if they had more funding, then they could potentially have a better screening process to weed out the uh, turds to not let turds come in. But the problem is, whenever you make a job um, so undesirable for normal, sane human beings to go and do, then you're not going to have much to select from yeah, in the first place. You're going to attract nutcases. Yeah, yeah. New York wants to cut $6 billion to $1.2 billion. They're, 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 <coughs> well, I ain't gonna they're, cut it. Yeah, their their <laughs> annual funding is six. Talking billion. about New York gonna, City, the city, New or York the state? City or the state. I don't know. Uh, well, I I would that budget makes sense for even the city. NYPD is a big but police at department. any point cutting it by five billion is ridiculous. Yeah, this is this is what I, you know. So once upon a time, um, when Matt was getting out of the United States Marine Corps, one of his thoughts was he was going to join um, the sheriff's department uh, out in Virginia. <clears throat> and I looked into it and discovered that the uh, starting wages were forty-two thousand a year. Now. For some people, especially even around here, that's not terrible money. But that was in a county where the average household income was 90000 a year. And if you worked on the force for like 20 years, um, you would be making, you know, about sixty five, seventy thousand. 70000 a year. Yeah, same thing in Nebraska. <clears throat> um, starting wages for a cop is $37,000. And yeah. I doing Uber made $47,000. Uh-huh. So yeah. how, so how it, can an Uber driver be paid more than well? Than a, and in Stafford County, Virginia, um, you know, you're you're starting with, and for the first like five years, you're making half of what the rest of the households are in your entire county. Like the average household income in that county is ninety grand a year. Yeah. That means that's the average. So that means most people make more money well than you. That, yeah, and the crazy thing is too, like like it's all over America. Like our our entertainers and our 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 entertainers and our leaders make more money than the people that defend and protect our states and local areas and our country, our nation. I mean, yeah. uh, our, our military is mm-hmm. the 
the funding is just not it doesn't make sense no. i don't know how you change it no nope. you can't change it especially but not I, when they're calling to defund the i police. think no i think i think that if if people got paid better if cops got paid better there'd be a tendency to have could, less could you imagine going to a, a surgeon that was paid <clears throat> that was paid forty two thousand and the the yeah the income average was twice that yeah, is it get pays? Are you gonna go to that surgeon? I don't. I don't think so. No, probably not. You'd be like, wait a second, this guy, this guy only makes forty grand a year. Why is he only making forty grand a year? Wait a second, I thought he should have made like a hundred. It's not gonna give him much incentive to do a good job. Surgeons should be making way more money. I don't understand this. Um, and he's gonna cut me open and do my knee surgery. Uh, I don't know about that. <clears throat> I don't know why I was having knee surgery. My knees are fine. <laughs> no, the. So, you know, the reason I didn't join the police department is because I was like, well, that's garbage. Like, I would have to... So, it it wasn't just that. It was, you know... Like, I would have if, like, starting pay was, like, 50, 60 grand a year, maybe. Because the thing is, is it wasn't... It wasn't as much about the money. It was about the the money versus what I was... You know, like, the risk-reward there, right? I was like, well, I could literally make more money doing almost anything else and not have to run the risk of getting shot at every day. <laughs> and and I don't have to go through, you know, the police academy and which which is not an easy task, you know, it not just the physical training aspect of it wasn't as it, you know as intimidating me. It's just, it's weeks. So the Stafford County Sheriff's Department at the time I think was like an 8 week um like an 8 week police academy, maybe longer. And you weren't allowed to like you had to stay at the academy throughout the week. And so, like, I was going to not be able to see my family for two months um, to go and get to then whenever I do get graduated, I then get to, you know, then I'm in the training process. I go with a training officer. I'm a probationary officer at that point, and I could be fired at any moment, and I have to work, you know, the, the training continues, and you still have grueling long days, and I have to strap on a bulletproof vest every single day and run the risk of getting shot in the face so that I could make 42,000. I was like, Hmm, yeah, I think I could be a truck driver and make more money and be home more often even. <laughs> so yep. yeah. And right now, if you shoot, um, <clears throat> they're going to just say that you're a murderer, whether it's justified or not. Well, and that's so another that's thing another too. Thing. This they're, is they're so encouraging cops not to shoot. So then more cops are going to get shot. Yeah. Here's what happened. Here's what I'm, to shoot here, it's turning, it's turning it into like, it. it's a job that no one is going to want to do. So then the people that are willing to do it, you're like, well, what's, what's wrong with this person? If they're willing to work in a, in a job that nobody, like the optics aren't great and people, you know, people seem to just, and, and then your own district attorney in the case of like in Georgia will then, will then charge you, um, with 11 felony charges, 11 felony charges. Well, in two weeks prior to that, he charged, he charged, um, a few cops for aggravated assault for using a taser. So it's like, you're going to get, you're going to get in trouble for using a taser um, or you're going to get in trouble for using like you don't you don't get to win. So what is, what is your what is your options? And so that's why like half of the police force in Georgia. Oh, and now you can't do chokeholds, which when executed properly, <coughs> uh, vascular neck restraint is the best option to put someone asleep without causing them harm. Yeah, but you can't do that now. Yeah, because one person did it improperly, and yeah. they just make a valid or a va- uh, what they make a wide ban on chokeholds 
Yeah. I mean, that would be like, you know. So what's their tools? They can have a whistle, a baton, pepper spray? I, or is pepper spray I don't lethal? think pep- pepper spray is too dangerous. It's too lethal. Yeah. 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 Mm. You might make someone cry with pepper you spray. You just got to have whistles like they do yep. over in France. Mm-hmm. Or they could do like, uh, you know, the movie The Other Guys when Will Ferrell got, you know, his gun get, taken get away. Get a wooden gun? Get a wooden gun. Yeah. <laughs> a wooden gun, a whistle. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That that would that's kind of the. That's why the Second Amendment is great because uh, yeah. right now the cops aren't wanting to defend <coughs> a lot of people. I'm sure, so you might be left on your own when when you need help. I'm not saying that's the case, but it might it might happen. You might call for help, so, and they take too long to get there because they'd rather come <coughs> to a crime scene than to an active scene, which would not be good. Hopefully, that wouldn't happen. So but, I have friends. Who are cops, and right now they're exhausted. They just are exhausted. When I talk to my buddy in the sheriff's department, I can hear it in his voice because he's been on call for the past like month. Well, that's not a good mix either. You're, so you're you're yeah. exhausted. You're overworked. He's and... on call. He's working overtime, and everybody hates him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he doesn't work in a like he works in. He already typically works in a rough area of town, so already like normal stresses of being a. a a, a law enforcement officer is you get to go to work and you like almost never get to see people people at their best like you're typically not showing up because people are doing real well you know um you're showing up because you know you know he's showing up to a call because there's a domestic violence you know call. yeah no one ever calls 911 to tell them that their yeah. kid got in the honor roll yeah, he's not. He's not. A, he's not showing up, and he's like, "Excuse me, ma'am. The police were called." Yeah, my kid. Um, you know, you'll never believe this. He won a soccer championship. Oh, that's great. Why don't you come on inside and have some cake now? And <laughs> you know, no, it's showing up because some drunk dude's beating on his wife, or they're showing up because um, you know someone someone has assaulted someone else, or or you know, it's just it's not typically. They don't they, they get to see people at their worst all the time. And so that, that always wear, wears on you. And then, you know, and, and already as it was, even long before any of this became a deal, long before any, you know, viral videos of police brutality ever came out, years and years ago even, you still in a lot of these communities, you had the typical mindset that people didn't like, people just didn't like police. <clears throat> they won't talk to them and they're just not their friends, basically. And so it's, it's rough. You know, I, I talked to him on the phone and cause I, I don't, I haven't got to see him. Like he hasn't, we, he, he can't come over for a barbecue. Um, he, we can't hang out hardly anymore cause he's just always working now. I wonder if starting a uh, private <coughs> security would be a good business to make right now. Um, I mean, possibly that's a, here's the thing is about most, even, even especially in, in Oklahoma and in most States, uh, security licensing and regulations is absurd. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of red tape. And and it's not, not to say that you can't do it. You could definitely do it. I just like that's that tends to be a business venture business ventures that I don't like. If you were to 
give me a list of five businesses and you show me five business plans and you, you had your, you know, little briefcase with all the different <laughs> laminated hopes and dreams and you gave me five different business plans, I would be picking the business that has the least regulation, the least red tape, and because they tend to have the least startup capital requirements. But that's usually a flooded uh, <clears throat> business to get into because it's the least regulated. So Not necessarily. That means there's going to be a lot of people trying to get Not into Not even. It. I mean, take, for instance, mobile mechanics um, and mechanics in general. We have, we have, you know, we have less mechanics in the country than, than we have cars in, you know, some states even. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there are the last, uh, the last best guess that that uh, the piece of information I was able to find was that there are 775,000 auto mechanics in the country. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not even one million. <clears throat> so and it's 350 and million people in America. Is that yeah? What it is? Yeah, somewhere around that. So you could venture to guess there's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 600 million cars. Wow. I mean, that, that'd be my best guess is like we've got probably, we at the very least have hundreds of millions of cars and we have less than a million auto mechanics. So even in a larger city like this, like there's no shortage of work for mechanics. Like we can, it's so it's, and it's an unregulated industry. Like you don't need, you don't need licensing besides your typical, your your obvious business stuff. Like you have to get, you know, you have to file your certificate with the state. Uh, In fact, I just got to renew my annual cert uh, not that long ago. And that was actually relatively easy once I got the website to work because it's typical government website doesn't work half the time and I was worried because like I tried to do it the day that it was due and it's like oh no the doubt website's down and it turned out that you have like a 60-day grace period so um I was like oh cool all right we're not good. every state's like that though no so yeah so don't wait till the day yeah due to don't wait, well I actually waited till the day be like like a few days before oh okay so you had a little bit of a window no I, well here's the problem is like a few days before mine was due um on like a monday so i was like i was like trying to get it done on like the thursday i think the website was down and then so was friday and then i knew over the weekend nothing was going to get fixed and then monday rolls around it's still down and i'm like oh no and then i filed it like a day late but whenever i was going through filing it it was like you have a 60-day grace period there's in you know anyhow so the normal stuff you have to get your llc or or <clears throat> you can be a sole proprietorship however you want, but you still need to, you know, most states, you know, require businesses to do, with the you Department know, of Labor, you got to register something. No, with the, the Secretary of the State, you either, you're either doing a doing business as, you file a DBA, um, which means like, because if you're doing business as anything other than the name that you have. Oh, it's your Secretary of State you file through? Yeah. Oh, well, every use, state. Well, it's our Department of Labor. The website that... You file your articles of incorporation with the Department of Labor? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I've started... So, granted, I've never started a business in Nebraska. Um, yeah, but, you can you can uh, call them and you can <coughs> go there, too, to start it. You hmm. do it online, though. Definitely hmm. wouldn't recommend doing it online. But, yeah, it's the Department of Labor. That's weird. Isn't the Secretary of State... Is that person not in charge the of the state Department secretary. of Labor? State Secretary. State Secretary. Um, maybe. I don't know. Well, it's weird the states are different. Yeah, every state can be different. But I know in Virginia and in Oklahoma, you file with the state secretary's office, your articles of incorporation or doing business as, yada, yada, yada. So besides the regular, you know, business stuff uh, that you need to operate as a business, you know, like tax ID, all this stuff, right? 
<clears throat> besides the normal stuff that you need to operate as a business, the basic stuff, uh, mechanics don't require any extra certifications, extra certifications yeah. regulations, and licensing and stuff like that. Now, if you want to start a security company, security, you need to have a you need to not only have your uh, unarmed license, your armed license, if you want to do armed, but then you have to have a security, like a security company managing license. Like you have to be licensed as the company has to hold the license as well. And then all the employees that you then hire have to go through training and licensing processes that all cost money and cost time. So, because it's, I mean, you could find someone who's already trained, already has the cleat cert, but that's not going to be as easy as, you know, just you realistically, you would plan for hiring people who don't have the training, put them through training, get their licensing and do all that. So it's, that's, that's a lot of red tape. So if you were to give me that in your laminated hopes and dreams binder, I would be like, nah, (laughs) not to say you can't do it. Just be prepared for a lot of red tape and garbage. Um, because that's what, that's what you get when you get into heavily regulated industries and other industries that aren't regulated don't necessarily mean they're flooded. I mean, you could just have a brilliant idea and be, you know, unique and, you know, you could be taking advantage of, you know, a particular situation and climate and time that we're in right now. And you may have some sort of unique, uh, perspective on something and you're like, Hey, like I can make this work. I don't say don't start a business at all. I'm just saying it is going to be a tough time. Um, it's a tough time for established businesses. There's probably a ton of businesses that have gone under. I mean, probably thousands of businesses that will not open their doors up again because they were forced to close their doors in the first place because the government said that it, people might catch the cold. So, Tens of thousands, I'd, re- I'd venture I would to venture say. to guess. So uh, let's take a quick break. Um, and then we will return shortly after this message from our sponsors. And we are back with, uh, with a fresh refill on the coffee, which although I'm thinking about it now, I don't think I needed it because I was already talking kind of rant style and, and getting out of breath. So I just add this coffee to the mix. Another cup of coffee will really do me some good. So... Um, here, um, here shortly, I think our country is eventually going to normalize a little bit, maybe, but, you know, so anyone who's thinking about starting a business, realistically, if you're, you you need to just take into consideration the environmental factors that, that we have right now with all kinds of stuff. And what you need to do is you need to, you know, take advantage of it if you can't. I mean, that's all, that's all business, you know, business ever is, is taking advantage of an opportunity of some kind or another. Here's a, there's a, there's a need in the market for X and you have, you know, you've got the means to fulfill that need. So, you know, uh, once upon a time, there was not a need for air travel. It, well, I mean, there was, but, you know, it just didn't exist. And then air travel became a thing, and, you know, people started the airline companies. They figured out a way to get people across the country in a much faster timeline, and they basically invented rideshare. Uh, or, well, they, they didn't invent it, but they basically were doing ridesharing, more or less, because 
it cost way too much money to send you know to for someone to fly one person to fly yeah. for one person to fly across the country but you group a bunch of people and then yeah but you put 300 affordable. you put 300 people in that tin can and now it becomes affordable and uh and that's which all of a sudden somehow it's no no longer all that affordable it's like gotten ridiculous um it's a multitude of factors but i don't like flying commercial it's a it's a pain i'd rather drive across the country than fly yeah i'd rather drive than fly it's such a headache um even if you're going from one coast to another just get hotels yeah yeah it's a it's a headache unless you're under a time constraint then flying is quick yeah yeah but realistically how how often do you find yourself like i gotta get to california in a day it's like yeah yeah it doesn't happen often now if like i guess like you have a sick family member or something you're like i gotta get there well now with zoom um people are gonna be flying for business meetings especially with this Uh, i'm i'm concerned how quickly the airline will come back uh, well, so it it will, because if the government won't allow GM to go under, they're not going to allow major airline companies to go under. It's just not going to happen. No, but it's definitely the atmosphere will change. Because, because the airlines... businesses, even though that that you can still fly, businesses might not send their people as frequently because yeah. they can just do a Zoom meeting or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Yeah. That, that... Which is what I mostly do on Uber is airport traffic airline travel yeah and that's non-existent still to this day it's non-existent yeah it's it's definitely changed the landscape a little bit but you know that being said there's you know there's plenty of opportunities to come up with something out there that you could that you could pounce on i mean i don't know i'm mulling the i'm mulling some ideas over myself because i feel like this is unprecedented time, and so this is this is me in my weird brain, uh, the way that it works. You know, I'm looking at this and saying this is never, this is likely not to happen again in my lifetime, to see an opportunity like this occur, where the the whole country is in one crisis after the next, <clears throat> and so I'm looking at it and saying, you know, this is like Haley's comet. When am I going to ever see this again? There's got to be something in here. There's got to be some opportunity in here somewhere. I just don't, I haven't quite, I haven't quite, you know, figured it out just yet what it is. There's something in there. I'm just not sure yet what it is. <clears throat> and I'll figure it out. And and there's plenty of other people with that same thought process in their head. There's definitely a lot of people that were underprepared uh, oh, yeah. for the situation. And yeah. that's something that I'd like to capitalize on. Well, I'm getting thinking. people prepared. Because uh, one, we yeah. need more people prepared. Uh, have, have we talked about this before, or is this just an idea that you've come up with independently that I've thought about uh, starting a survival training company? Yeah, you mentioned it, and then I, I want to get on board with an idea. I have a getting prepared podcast yeah. idea because I'm not prepared. It didn't, and I, well, I mean, more so than the next guy, but at that It, it didn't said, even wow. occur to me. Like, the thought to me, like, there's a lot of things that I just already do that I didn't realize weren't like things like in people's like it just it was to me it was like so you know I'd, I'd, I'd talk with some people and they'd be like and they'd say yeah I'd, you know what what are we going to do if we can't go to grocery stores for a couple of weeks and I'm like I don't know like eat the food in your pantry <laughs> <laughs> and like no like we don't have 
two, we don't have three weeks of, of groceries on. I'm like, that's just kind of a normal thing for us because we, we've got a big family and you don't want to, if, if you have to go shopping for, you know, a family of six every single week, that becomes quite annoying and arduous, especially when you take four kids with you to go shopping. Well, and then when they limited, uh, supply purchase, yeah, you actually ridiculous. had to shop more frequently <clears throat> yeah. because you were already used to shopping yeah. for two weeks. So like me... You know, I'm, I'm, I just, you know, this, what this kind of uncovered for me is not that I wasn't prepared because I was, it uncovered how, how, how I kind of took for granted the normal things that I do that already put me in a prepared state that a lot of people don't like, they just, they're just, they just, it didn't occur to them. They didn't, they didn't think about it. You know, I had friends that were like, uh, that I'd be like, Hey, you want to go to the gun range? They're like, Oh, I don't have any ammo. And I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, well, none of the stores have ammo. And I'm like, well, you don't have like a thousand rounds just like laying around just in case. And I thought a thousand rounds was an absurd amount until now I realized it's not enough. That's not a lot. (laughs) It's not enough. Yeah. Because here's the thing is not even like, again, I have mentioned this before. Like I didn't need, you don't need to have a thousand rounds because you're like going to go fight a war or whatever. But what if ammo becomes scarce and you just want to go to the gun range? Or when it is available, it's more expensive because it's in high demand. Yeah, so, you know, you just buy it when it's, you know, inexpensive, and you just keep it, you know. And, like, I didn't go out and buy a thousand rounds all at once. It just was over time. Like, I just, you know, I'd buy, whenever I go to the, when I was planning on going to the range, I would get basically twice as much as I planned on using. And so, instead of getting a hundred rounds, I would buy two hundred rounds, shoot a hundred, and save a hundred. And so, it wasn't like I was having to go out all at once and spend, like, you know, $500 on ammo, I would just buy it here and there and just built up a decent little stockpile. So I could, so I'm thinking, so I was thinking, you know, this kind of highlighted that a lot of the normal things that I do to me didn't seem like they were like preparedness tactics or what, like I was just doing it because it just, to me made sense. Like this is like a, you know, just to have some form of preparation in the event that, and then I got to talking and people are like, well, what if grocery stores and you know are empty and we can't get anything? I'm like, I don't know. We just, I just get my food from the your, woods. Yeah. Your rabbits. The uh, yeah. I farm, I farm, you know, animals that I have. And then, and then, you know, I'll just take my bow out and go shoot a deer and eat that and people well, I was I was I was really happy whenever people were <clears throat> concerned about grocery stores because uh 5 years ago 5 or 4 years ago uh I bought some storable food 6 months supply I was like yes I've got 6 months supply of storable food so yeah I'm good I'm good Rip. for 6 months <laughs> so, so I can get a garden up and going and <clears throat> some rabbits yeah. or whatever figure so, out how to hunt I forget who it was that said this um and I even forget who it was who recently told me this quote, but the the saying is is that sheep spend their entire lives um, thinking that the wolf doesn't exist, or that or no, no here let me let me fix this. Sheep spend their entire lives thinking the wolf will never come. The sheepdog lives for the day that the wolf will come, and that's you know, and that's kind of that's kind of been. Like my mindset, not that I'm like rip roaring, ready to go. It's just whenever this did kind of happen, it felt a little gratifying to to show like the people that I know that I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> like I'm not a crazy person. I'm just saying, I I I see the frailty of society, and I know that it doesn't take much for things to devolve into chaos. And so it's just not a bad idea to have a few things prepared and and just 
<clears throat> like I didn't realize that I didn't really think I didn't really think about. It. I thought I was just you know kind of teaching my kids useful skills to have. I didn't really consciously say, well, I'm preparing them to be able to like live in the wilderness. Like I didn't, it didn't really occur to me until uh, not that, you know, not that long ago that like my 10 year old knows how to start a fire. Like if need be, like I could, and that's just, he's learned that because we go camping, you know, and, and, you know, uh, teaching these skills, there's, there's a, an astounding number of people who don't know how to build a fire, and you think it'd be a simple task, but there are people out there who don't know how to do it. There's people out there who don't know a ton, like they know nothing about hunting for deer. And you'd think, and the people that typically know nothing, they think it's not that hard. You just go out into the woods and there's a deer, you know. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, I think I was out, I was out um, <clears throat> scouting one time, uh, and or no, I wasn't out scouting. I was out in the, we were out, uh, we we're out like camping or something with some, some bun, uh, some people that I know that don't typically do much camping and we we're like walking through the woods and I was like, Oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of uh, deer that hang out here. And like, how do you know? And I'm like, don't you see? It's like, there's deer prints everywhere. Look, there's deer poop over there. <clears throat> and it would make sense they'd hang out here because there's a pecan grove and oak trees for acorns and there's persimmons. This is like a buffet for deer. And like it did, I didn't, it didn't really occur to me. Like to me, those are things that I spot that was like, they're completely blind to. And then once I showed them that, uh, it didn't, it didn't take long to where like we were walking around, you know, the next day in the woods and like, Oh look, a whole bunch of deer have been here. And they found another spot because they could see it then. So I've thought about the idea. That might not be a bad idea to start preparing some people, teaching you know, basic survival things like how to hunt, how to fish, how to build a shelter, um, and, you know, how to live uh, off of the land if need be. And then other just preparedness tactics. Um, not saying that you got to become a full-blown prepper and have a basement with 17 years of food supply stored up and about 9 million rounds of ammo or anything like that. I'm just saying that you could have, I think that it'd be best if everybody had um, about enough preparation to be able to live on their, like to, 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 to make it on their own for two months. Two months is like kind of the, to me, like, that buys you time. If you have at least two months worth of preparations in place, <clears throat> that buys you enough time to figure something out long term. Um, and then if you have the skills to back that up to be able to survive long term without the help of grocery stores and society in general, then that would that goes a long way. Yeah, that'd be, <clears throat> that'd be a good... I think a business to yeah. start. Yeah, so into. you may, you know, in the future, you guys may see something like that. Um, uh, let's see, what else do we have here today? Oh, I'll tell you what we have. So, um... I haven't brought this segment out in a while, but, uh, um, and it's not that there's a lack of things I hate on the internet because there really are, especially right now. There's just a ton of stuff that I hate on the internet. You know what I hate the most right now? 
the uh, disarming of Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd. He's a hunter. Elmer Fudd's a hunter. What's he going to say? I'm chasing rabbits. It's a culture war on the Second Amendment. I've told I've told you this. I'm chasing rabbits. Not only that, but, you know, they didn't disarm him. They just took his his shotgun away. And you know what they replaced it with? What? Uh, a sickle, like what the Grim Reaper No, no, carries. so it's official? Uh, that's what I saw. I saw video of it. I don't know if that was made up, but he's like oh. running around chasing Bugs Bunny with. So it's okay to hack the rabbit up, you know, or attempt to hack the rabbit up with a sickle. But you know, heaven forbid, he carries a shotgun to you know humanely dispatch that rabbit whenever he's hunting. He's also still wearing hunting attire, like like the old school silly like like hunting attire. And it, anyways, that that's ridiculous. And then Yosemite Sam has a um, uh, a sickle. Or not a sickle, a scythe? I forget which one's which. Scythe, I think. A sickle is what you use to harvest wheat. One of them is like short and the other one is, is long. <laughs> Anyhow, he is the short one. Yosemite Sam has the short one. I am no expert on on manual harvesting equipment um, by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, so that's what, uh, so that's, it's got, it's because it's a, it's a culture war on the second amendment because you can't in America, you cannot just go disarm the, you can't demand the government can't say you have to give up your guns because this is a constitutional right. They have to ask and most people aren't willing to. So what they have to do is they have to generationally make it to where people's opinion eventually change to the point where they don't care and it's not that big of a deal. And then they then they can relinquish their rights if that's what you're aiming for. Which, if you're into totalitarian government, that's what you're into. Uh, that's what you're <laughs> aiming for. Um, one of the things I hate on the internet right now, um, and I, it's... So this is what frustrates me. You ever go on Facebook, see someone post like an article or something, and then Facebook has their fact check mm, thing, right? Yeah. That thing annoys me to no end, and it's not just there's there's two things. Uh, so Facebook is starting to become one of my least favorite uh, <laughs> uh, social media outlets. But so there's the fact check, and here's the deal. Which fact side checks, note, uh, Elon Musk is claiming he's going to make a social media platform. I'd be all for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, go, <laughs> let's do it. Tesla face. Or whatever. Tesla face. Tesla book. My SpaceX. Know. Yeah, my Space. <laughs> That's a good one. Did you just come up with that on your own? Or no, did you I steal saw that? it. I saw ah, it. I already saw it. Should have just claimed it. Uh, I didn't want no. them to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> hear me false accusations. No. Um, the uh, that fact check. What annoys me about it is that I've seen on more than one occasion where they'll put the fact check up and say this is partially false. And in the fact that they're like checking is like completely irrelevant to the I article. I got slammed with a partially false fact check, and yeah, like you said, it's nothing to do with completely irrelevant to yeah, like but the point of the article. Anyone walking or walking by it, anyone, anyone scrolling scrolling by, by it uh, sees it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's got some false information. Yeah. He's got some misinformation. He's trying to feed exactly." Me. No, click on it, find out for yourself, and then make your own judgment. We don't need. Uh, people in Silicon Valley making judgment calls for us. Here's another thing That's too: what we don't is need. I have seen I have seen um, articles, liberal biased articles, 
that or or statements or whatever made on Facebook that I know for I know to be one like a hundred percent false. I yes. know it to be false because I've seen the I've seen the 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 facts that back up that that is false, and I don't see a fact check on it. And so I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but that fact check tends to be on anything that's skewed conservative. It is a hundred percent. I don't see it. I don't see it ever on any like you know false propaganda on the liberal side. Well, and look at everyone that gets banned or shadow banned. It's yeah. all the other so, side. We need our own Facebook. Elon Elon needs to come up with that. Come on, sure. Elon Musk. Get us. Get it done. Get us. It. You, you look. You, you look before before you work on getting us to Mars. Get us to a better social media platform. <laughs> now. Um, yeah, because he he just doesn't have anything better to do with his time um, besides managing. You know, well, he's got kids, so he's he's invested in for society do it. to do Gotta well. Do it. Yeah. I'm tired of propaganda brainwashing. Sick and tired of it. So that's one thing that uh, bothers me. Um, there is another thing that I have already forgotten. Um, well, I so guess you don't hate it that much. I guess then. I don't. No, I it, like it. Uh, whenever I was talking check, about the fact check the fact thing, fact check definitely is a bothersome. Yeah. No, it's entirely frustrating. It's way too frustrating to see that and then see something that like that I know to be false. And then the whole not... mob mentality mob not mom. The whole mob mentality and council culture is is just overwhelmingly ridiculous and, and quite frankly old. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you draw a line in the sand, you can't be you can't be silly about it. Now, there's well, some things these... to draw a line in the sand, like Louder with Crowder. He drew a line in the sand. He said, <clears throat> if you kneel in subservience, then don't don't follow him. There's no sense. Like, you got to stand. No man should kneel to another man. Yeah. I, th- there's. But there's... when you draw a line in the sand for you either hate Trump or you hate me. No, that's silly. I can like, I can vote for Trump and follow you or enjoy your yeah. music. There's some things you don't need to draw a line in the sand. And, or and, if you're, you know, or if you're like me and you didn't support Hillary, that made you an automatic like Trump supporter, diehard Trump supporter. And I'm like, yeah, that's or, not, that's not at all the case. Or I you just, disavow Trump or you're a yeah. racist. <laughs> like, I just don't want, like, that's not, that's not me. I didn't even vote for Trump. Uh, it, it's, it's a, we're living in a weird place, man. And I think that a lot of it is this team it, it really, it's these teams that are like being like, you, you can't, you you can only be one or the other. And it's so, it's so like. Yeah, Cause that's when you create the echo chambers that Tyler was talking about. Wasn't he talking about? I don't know. Echo maybe. Chambers, I think he was. I don't know. But yeah, you get these, uh, these circle groups of everyone that just is yes men and it's just no good. Yeah. I say it's no very good. important for you to, I say it's very important for us to have to have some sort of opposition or, or not even necessarily opposition, but a different perspective. So that way, cause here's the deal. There is the hard right and then the hard left and somewhere in the middle is the truth, right? So if you have, if we have only one political, this is why I, I get so frustrated that the Democrat party has been making a fool of themselves for this entire past, like four years the reason why I get upset, not because I'm a Democrat or have ever supported really any Democrats, it's that because I think that to have a liberal party is important yeah, in a country. We need we need to have, you know, because somewhere in there is going to be the compromise that is the right thing for every American or at least most Americans. Right. 
So you can't have only one party that's taken seriously. We can't just, we can't for the next 40 years have nothing but Republicans in office. It's no, just but not good. Right now, the way Democrats stand, it's, it's kind of scary and dangerous to have them in office, period. It is. Like, what we need is we need, we need reasonable people to run this country. And the problem is, I think we've run out of reasonable people. I don't know what's happened. I apparently, because this is, this is uh, ridiculous. Because Everything's been come so, so last co- election, last election, the best that the DNC could come up with was Hillary Clinton. That was really, that was the best they could come up. And now that the, was the best they could come up with. And this time they true. had options though. They had, they had a lot of options and they still didn't give yeah. them who they wanted and that's not Andrew a, Yang, Tulsi Gabbard. They're like that's they what I'm saying. Biden. There's like 350 million people in the country, and you can't and you have and you find the you find one person who's you you find you can only use one person, and that's well, and that's Hillary Clinton. And she that's was who on her chose. way out the door, like like physically speaking, and same with Biden. He yeah. can't he can't know who he's gonna beat. He said, "I will beat Joe Biden." <laughs> in an interview, he said, "I will he beat said, Joe Biden." You're gonna beat yourself? Cool, man. Like <laughs> he, he doesn't know what day it is. Like, why oh. do they keep using Hillary? She didn't know what day. She didn't know what planet she was on. Same with Biden. He, I will beat Joe Biden. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I mean, well, he's probably right. He and if you don't is. vote for him, you're not black. Those are words that he said out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. Oh, <clears throat> another thing he said. Uh, since we're on the topic, is a. Uh, um, Poor kids can be just as smart as white kids. Yes, he said, he that, said that too as so. well. Those are things that he said. So whether or not he, um, whether or not he meant to say that, I think that was very much a Freudian slip. Here's yeah, a problem. I definitely is, don't think he meant to say it, but the fact that he can't yeah, get through an interview without yeah. messing up. Oh man, we don't need that guy running the no, country. No, he's he, he, aside from the fact that he is he's probably going through some you know dementia <laughs> issues and some some degenerative brain disease of some uh. kind. Which is, you know, he. I hope he gets treatment for. It. He probably got to see like a neurologist. Besides the fact of that, he also, um, he also has like been a politician since before I was born. Yeah, he's been he's been in politics forever, and he doesn't like he doesn't live in the same like world that the average everyday American does. Here's yeah. the deal: about career so, politicians are disconnected from yeah. from the everyday so, you know, American. Now you one could easily argue that Donald Trump doesn't live in the same plane of existence as the rest of us either because he's a billionaire. However, he does understand to a degree. I don't, I don't think he, like, I don't think he fully understands the point where he's like, he knows what day-to-day life is for me. Um, no, an average everyday for American. For sure not, but he also, but he also, not... he also runs businesses yeah. that are employed by everyday average Americans. And so he knows how, he knows what the, he, he at least knows what the average Americans are going to want because he, he is, he's dealt with that before in the same sense that, you know, so though he's a billionaire, he knows what, you know, his, he, he's not, he's not completely unaware of how to manage his employees and keep his, you know, keep his employees happy. He's run multiple companies with thousands upon thousands of employees that are all made up of average, average everyday Americans. So he has that going for him, at least. I, what I think... That's and, why I was for Andrew Yang. He, he started a, an entrepreneurial yeah, company that yeah. starts... I think when you're so far out of touch of reality, like Joe Biden is, 
like you like because because like in his Pelosi. mind, Nancy Pelosi, or anybody, anybody, anyone, yeah. anyone who honestly is like, yeah, Mitch oh, McConnell, we don't, we don't need guns. He's out of, he's out of touch with, with the real, yeah. reality as yeah. well. We don't need guns. The guns, what do you need? What do you need? Twelve rounds for hunting for? If you miss the deer eleven times, you're a bad shot or something like that. That's similar. That Joe Biden said that. As well, well, I'm pro gun, and I didn't see a need for thirty rounds until this. So. I tell people all the time. I've been telling people. They're like, well, what do you need it? What do you need that for hunting? I don't need it for hunting. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. We need a means to protect ourselves against our own government. And the moment that we aren't, we aren't able to protect ourselves from our own government is the moment that we lose our freedoms. Yeah. Because the government, the government should fear its people. If it, if, it, if the government, I mean, they're paid by by their people. They they are yeah. empowered by the people. Mm-hmm. But they. Closed businesses down. They put people out of jobs. Um, a lot of places they never even open. They make you the, wear diapers on your face. Yeah, yeah. Some states are mandatorying. 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 Yeah, they're mandating. Mandating. Yeah, <laughs> mandating. You wear masks, which is ridiculous. You don't mandatory me to do anything. Tell you what. <laughs> you don't mandatory. You mandatory me one more time, and I'm gonna mandate your face. <laughs> What does that even mean? I, I don't know. That's just. <laughs> it sounds like Sam. Uh, what is that guy? Sam Hill? Not Sam Hill. What in the Sam Hill? <laughs> did you just say? The guy from the ranch. Oh. That old, mm. old southern guy. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. That's, That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy. Sam Hill. <laughs> what in the Sam Hill? No, there's. um. I think. You know, I think that. It would be nice if the Democrat Party could be taken seriously again sometime in the mm. near future. So that way we would have like real, like, so, you know, that way we'd have, we could have real debate and we could actually solve problems and have two, per, have, have more than one perspective on it that is taken seriously. Well, we need to have civil discussion come back to the table. Yeah. In order to get real debates. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. You can't have civil Problem discussion. Problem is, you're not allowed to, there's, there's subjects you're just not even allowed to talk about any, like, they're just like, well, to even bring that up, you're just being a racist. And like, mm-hmm. but am I though? Or am I just trying to like solve problems here? And that's how we solve problems. We solve problems by talking about the problem, coming up with a solution, and and then you know implementing the solution it's frustrating one one there there have been times here in recent history where i've been thinking maybe i should just like go to alaska and find Retire a spot from society yeah, yeah just find a spot in the middle of the woods somewhere like don't even like i'm not i'm not talking about buying land in alaska like just packing up and just going into the wilderness where no one will find us. My family just lives like like wilderness people. And it's too cold in Alaska. Though. I know that's the problem. All of the like nice weather spots are crowded. <laughs> that's why I was thinking Alaska. I don't know, man. It's getting it's getting chaotic. That's why I've been fishing a lot lately because it's nice to just kind of get out of this chaos. Because here's the deal, I've never. I never once caught a bass, and that bass has never once brought up um, brought up the news and what's going on today. That bass has never that bass doesn't care. This is like that fish is doing what that fish has done for thousands and thousands of years. It's just swimming around and munching on stuff, and that fish is just living the life. And then you know, 
he has one crazy ride where he gets pulled up and it's like, ah, there he is. And he's like, what is this guy doing? And then I, then I toss him back in <laughs> if he's, you know, if he's not big enough to keep or whatever. And that fish just goes out and, you know, tells all his buddies, like, you'll never believe what happened to me, man. Yeah, then they think he's a conspiracy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm fish. turning, I'm turning so many fish into Alex Jones. It's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the the reason I enjoy it is you know I go out, you know, in the morning before I go to work, even sometimes, and it's like it's quiet, and there's just nature around, and 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 nature is just doing what nature has done forever, basically. And that's the thing that people need to be aware of is that nature will do what nature does. So whenever we screw this whole society thing up, nature has been doing it. Like people have forgotten how to do nature, you know, yeah. how to be, how to, how to, how to survive. Yeah. The woods will quickly take back what nature is good at surviving. And so when people screw up society, um, nature's going to keep doing what nature does. And, uh, eventually, yeah, it's without society, there. it's just sitting there on the door watching us. Yeah. Like, oh, can we can we come back yet? Yeah, they're just waiting. Nature is waiting for us to slip up, people. So stop slipping up because exactly. the moment that we slip up, <clears throat> bears are moving into our neighborhood. And I don't know if you've ever met a bear, but they can eat you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, <laughs> and they don't care. They don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Uh, they're just going to eat you. They they you know they they think we all taste the same. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> Bears are not racist either. No, they'll eat anyone. Any Anybody color. of any color. Bears have no care. Yep. I'm a bear. I don't care. That's, Wolves. Yeah. All predators. Yeah. You know, we'll we have bears back. in Oklahoma. Do you know that? Yeah, black bears. Mm-hmm. We got black yeah, bears. I would mention that on our podcast. We have enough now that we have a hunting season in southeast Oklahoma and oh, a lot of counties. It? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And there. I don't think I want to hunt for beer bears. For beer? For beer. <laughs> I don't think I want to hunt for bears. <laughs> Um, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be, I think it'd be. <laughs> you can't miss the bear though. No, that's another thing too. Is, um, you can't miss it. I'm pretty sure we only have an archery season. So. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. No. I've yeah. seen the Reverend or whatever that is. Revenant. Revenant. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't want. There's a grizzly bear though. Black bears are smaller. <laughs> that I only, actually, I haven't seen it to be honest. I haven't seen the whole movie. I watched like the first 20 minutes of it and I don't, no, not for me. <laughs> Not for me. He got yeah. tossed like a rag doll. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Bears are, uh, they are something else. We, we have enough of them. Like, they're coming up here now. Um, and uh, well, let me know when they let you bear arms against the bears. <clears throat> yeah. I'll, I'll hunt a bear, maybe, with a gun. I don't yeah. think I would with a bow, for sure. Yeah, we'll tell, we'll tell the wildlife department. Like, look, it's my right to bear arms. Against okay? these bears. Against the bears. Against these bears. Listen, I'm a well-regulated militia, okay? The bears have arms. I should too. <laughs> the bears are bearing arms. They're they're bear they're bear arming. Why can't I bear arms? <clears throat> I don't know how that. I don't. I don't know how we got there. Um, it's probably time time to time to call it. Sounds about right. I think we I think we've digressed enough. Yeah, we went from GoDaddy to uh, bears having arms. Yeah, which is a fact. Bears have arms. Bears do most of the time. I would say I would say the majority of and the time. And if you need a website, go to GoDaddy. They, yeah, they need you. To they start need, a website. They need you bad. <laughs> they need you so bad that they're like, it's hard times. You can start a business too. Like, what what business do you have telling people what you should or should not do? <clears throat> well, that seems like I'm not telling you. Maybe to. I should quit paying my GoDaddy payment late. <laughs> oh no! It's all because of me. No, the, the tears will be shed. Tears will be shed in the GoDaddy. Yeah.
month. Anyhow. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, bye bye.